Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Mission Podcast. Bleeding Andy. Yeah, what's up? Welcome to the Mitchin. We got a special episode this week with Young Levens being in Tokyo. Um, so he's just going to record Archie for the next hour. So uh, yeah, Tokyo with comics and toys looking like a fuckboy. Um, you, you turn you turn your mic off, you dipshit. Oh. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Starting again. I'm going to leave that in. I'll leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ghost of fuckboy. <laughs> So yeah, to back up what we spoke about with Kirby on last week's episode, Levs and his wonderful wife B are going to sort of break down what they've been doing in Tokyo and see if they've managed to hit any of the restaurants or places that we spoke about last week. So let's rock over to them now. Peace, enjoy. The Mitchin. Hey, what's up and welcome to The Mitchin. It's a show about Sydney food and the people who cook it, although that's not a very good description for this week because it's uh, coming to you just after I've gotten back from a holiday in Japan. My name is Andrew Levins. Every week I host this show with my good friend Mitchell Orr. We host it in his kitchen, but that's not where we are this week. In fact, we're in my living room, uh, a little bit jet lagged, a little bit undertired, overtired, well, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, and uh, there's not the usual cavalcade of complaining chefs this week either In fact, uh, I'm doing this little episode with my wife Hello Bianca Levins Welcome Hi. to the Mitchin Hi, thanks um, I think uh, when, I, when I started doing But this podcasts, isn't the Mitchin It's not, no it's the, <laughs> I think last time we recorded an episode here we called it the Kevchin The Kevin. <laughs> I don't know, something bizarre um, But when I started doing podcasts, Bianca said that she would never ever be on one and, uh, that it, is true. It only took 14 episodes of The Mitchin to get you on, so I'm pretty stoked about that. <laughs> 14 episodes in a trip to Japan is all it takes to get your wife to do a podcast <laughs> with you. Uh, now, we were in Japan together. We were. And um, people might know you as uh, the smiley face who used to run The Dip with yes. me, my restaurant, our restaurant, our restaurant, sorry, our. <laughs> um, the diner that was inside Good God Small Club. And... Uh, since then, we, 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 we closed our restaurant and uh, we had a kid. We started a family and we took a cool old family vacay to Japan, Tokyo. Yeah. Now, Tokyo is actually the first place that we went to as a couple um, when we were like... It is. Yeah, yeah. In like 2009, after we'd only first been First international place. Oh, right. Where, where would you go before that? Like Melbourne I or something? No, I feel like maybe the Central Coast or something oh. for a gig. <laughs> that doesn't okay. count. We stayed you, overnight somewhere. You mean when I got I, I played a gig in Tukli and I got yes. I got I got kicked <laughs> off the tick kicked off the decks after half an hour because I wasn't playing mainstream enough. And then the guy I, I was I was trying to play as mainstream as possible, and I was like, what could be more mainstream than this? <laughs> and then the guy came on after me to replace me and played a, a mashup of um, Darude Sandstorm with. Sneaky sound system. I saw a UFO uh, over the top. Yep, I was like, yeah, that's, yep, that's yep. about as mainstream <laughs> as it gets. Well, well played, yeah. guy. Um, so, yeah, uh, after our very romantic holiday to Tukli, we went to Japan in 2009, and it was the first holiday that we realized uh, holidays are much better when you really prepare the hell out of them and work out the best place to eat. You talk to all the different yes. people that have been there before, read all those crazy guides, and uh, really map out every single meal. Because I, I feel like we kind of realized that halfway through our Japan holiday. 
Like, yeah, that's right. We our first one that is we kind of got there and had no idea, and then halfway through we started reading up about places. And we were like, "Oh my god!" There's a whole world of ah. of, of research out there that other yeah. people have done that we can just hack into. <laughs> um, so last week on the Mitchin, we put out an episode featuring Kirby Craig giving a little breakdown of his favorite. Well, when I say little, it was massive. But we uh, we tried to make it as small as small, yeah. And, and it was just names, <laughs> just names of restaurants. Uh, it was a really hard thing to process, but uh, you know, we kind of we gave a little guide to his favorite places to eat. Um, I will give a little disclaimer for anyone who is like us and plans to go to Tokyo with a almost an almost two year old because mm-hmm. we was it we went there was Bianca myself and our little son Archie. The second big trip that we've done with him, we we, we did Thailand at the beginning of the year, uh, and this time he was a lot more aware of his surroundings i don't think he knew that he had gone somewhere completely different but he knew that something was was a bit different yeah but uh yeah a disclaimer for anyone who's listened to the episode with kirby and heard all those amazing restaurants that he's recommended and can't wait to do that with their toddler um you will not be allowed into (laughs) any of kirby's favorite japanese restaurants if you have a toddler with you yeah no we tried to go to a few of them Uh, a few of them flat out refused one of them uh, which was like a katsu place, so like deep fried pork. And you would think like, you know, you associate deep fried food with, oh yeah, kids. Kind of casual, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Archie will love it. Uh, and uh, we went in there and I took off my shoes because it's on tatumi mats and um, started walking in and this lady was like, no, no, no. And then like picked up my shoes and like gave them to me and then pushed me back out the door. <laughs> yeah. But that said, those were rare occurrences and that was us trying to do high-end restaurants. So I thought on the episode today we could give you a little guide to some of the restaurants that we did eat at. We ate tons, many, many bowls of ramen, incredible ramen, some great burgers, some great deep fried pieces of meat. Uh, Not much sushi this trip, um, interestingly. Um, And uh, towards the end of our trip um, on Instagram, I realized that one of the Maryvale chefs um, who's cooked at Ms. G's and um, Papi Chulo, um, Patrick Friesen, he was in Japan as well. And uh, staying quite close to us. So on our last night, I managed to have a drunken uh, podcast recording (laughs) session with him at a little bar down the road from us in Ibisu. Um, And uh, uh, so I'll be playing that later in the episode as well. It's uh, I'm going to have to edit the hell out of it. So I don't know how much of the conversation (laughs) you will hear because we were interrupted by several people in this tiny, hilarious bar. Um, And I will give you a trigger warning. Um, Unlike us, Patrick and his partner hate ramen. What? I know. Really, really bizarre. Why? I, I guess he just... I he, like he would, all ramen? All kinds of ramen? Well, I mean, I, don't, I think hate is a strong word. He just he just said he, he... And he kind of explains it, but I was pretty belligerent by the time he was explaining it to me, so I wasn't letting <laughs> him do a very good job. But he said that, you know, if there's ever a Vietnamese or a kind of clear broth kind of soup, he will always go for that over a more dense, intense ramen. But what about the clear... He did go to a furry. So let, let's yeah. kick it off, okay. Bianca. I've got a little list of uh, some of the ramen joints that we went to. Um, and we can, I don't know, we can give, I don't know, if you've ever wanted like a little bit of a, a, a side, not too overbearing, but a little, a little, if you ever liked your Mitchum, a little side of parenting advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode uh, is going to have. Toddlers Just, in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly it's going to be funny anecdotes and funny shit that our little boy did in restaurants. Um, I put up a photo on my Instagram today of probably my favorite moment uh, dining with him, which was at a, um, a katsu restaurant called Meizen. Um, and it was, on, again, on, on it was funny. All the, all the katsu restaurants, I guess it's traditional there. You, you, you don't sit down at tables. It's like the, you, well, you have a little table. It's close to the ground. You sit on tatumi mats. Um, take your shoes off. It's a very different dining experience. And so you sit on these little cushions and our son saw those and was like, oh, great. And so I have this fantastic image of all of us and all these proper Japanese families sitting eating a quiet meal while he's like lying on his stomach on a tatumi mat kicking his feet in the air just and thought it, it was the funnest thing ever and it sums up <laughs> yeah, he probably had more fun lying on that tatumi mat <laughs> yeah. than he did at Disneyland <laughs> yeah, of course yeah um, yeah and also we'll be giving you a, a guide of what's good to eat at Disneyland yeah <laughs> um, surprisingly not as much as when we went last uh, last time but let's, let's talk about ramen first Oh, I disagree, but I disagree. Right. We'll get yeah, to that. We can, okay, we can cool. have a proper argument soon. <laughs> um, so let's break down some of the ramen joints that we went to. Um, I mean, when I think Japanese food, I guess I used to think sushi, and now I think ramen, and hilariously <laughs> burgers. <laughs> I was mm. obsessed with eating cheese. B put me on a cheeseburger ban, but then doubled Not, the amount like of ramen. after like three 
cheeseburgers. It was after enough cheeseburgers, <laughs> you're right. Um, so, one of the first places that we went to was a place that we went to in 2009. And it's more, a more high-end kind of ramen place called Suzuran. Um, it used to be in Shibuya, um, kind of yeah. close to Harajuku. But now it's uh, down the other end of where we were staying, Ibisu. Now, Bisu is an amazing little neighborhood that we were staying in. And uh, I think we, we kind of visited it at once last time we were there. Last time we, we went to Tokyo, we very much treated it like, let's go to this area for, for this entire day. Let's yeah. go to and, then, and then never return. Whereas this time, we kind of, because we were doing it meal by meal, we would go to an area for a few hours, go to another area for a few hours, return to a different one the next day. Yeah. There was and a lot more repeat visits. Because we were breaking it with Archie's naps as well. So very true. So, kind of go somewhere for the morning, chill out for the afternoon. Parenting tip number one, <laughs> naps are important. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we went back to Suzuran and Suzuran are, are different in that like, yeah, the ramen is considerably more expensive, maybe double to triple the price of, of your average ramen joint, but all of the noodles are made by hand and it's a very open hands-on kitchen. Incredibly, you can just tell the level of experience in the chefs, um, putting your ramens together and where in some ramen restaurants, you'll see them just get a big spoon of broth and pile on top of your noodles. These guys really like you'll see them get like a ladle from one bowl and then you'll get two tablespoons from another bowl and then like a few spoons from another bowl. And th- there's a level of, of, of care and difference that goes into every bowl of ramen. When we last went there, we got sukumen ramen and the sukumen there is notable because they make it with very thick noodles, almost looks like pasta. Mm. Um, and we had it again this time and we were a little bit disappointed. That was our first ramen experience returning to this joint. And we have a thing of like, returning to places that we've been to ages ago when we go back to a place. Well, I mean, for me, the, one of the biggest ones was when we were in Memphis, the first ever barbecue place I went to when I was 12. Oh, yeah. we, we returned there and it was fucking dog shit. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess even though it was more recent, you kind of you, – you, you never trust yourself from a few years ago. I find that as you grow yeah, older – but I feel like the, that, the Sukumen had changed. Like I feel like it was – different i just don't think it's that their thing anymore we definitely got a different sukumen ramen because I, I, it came with like slices of chashu pork which are delicious right. but last time it was with stewed pork and he puts like little strands of saffron on stuff like that it had really gotten a lot fancier than when we were last there um but the the noodles because they were so thick they quite they were they stuck together like like part like 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 cold pasta would so it was um an awkward sukumen experience still a good one but it was like oh maybe maybe this place isn't as good as we remember it. But we returned to Suzuran on our last night in Tokyo because yes. we realized that they weren't really pushing the Sukumen option on their menu. And um, we got two bowls, a different bowl each. I got a, a miso ramen, which came with, uh, I guess, noodles that are closer to like fettuccine. So still quite close to pasta kind of noodles, quite a thickness with stew pork. And that was really, really delicious, hearty miso broth. You had the wontons too. And it came with wontons because I, I, I was transfixed because every time this ramen chef wasn't making ramen, he was like frantically putting together like beautiful big wontons with like, you know, and he'd made the, the noodles for that as well. Like the, 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 what do you call it? What do you call it? Big thick noodle. Uh, yeah. He'd made dough? the dough. dough. Made the yeah. dough. <laughs> there you go. Lucky you're here. Um, <laughs> I'm glad if Mike was here, he would have berated me for not knowing. This, <laughs> yeah. So it, we, I, I had that and that was really good. But what was incredible though was you had the shio, the salt ramen. Um, and um, that show was... You. Show you? Show you ramen? Yeah. Show you. Yeah. I don't know. My, my, Mike's not here. It's fine. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. We're eating French cuisine. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, that was using a little bit of... Like when they, when they put your broth together, they threw in... Tiny bit of yuzu peel. Yeah. It was really just right down the bottom of the bowl. And it was like this incredibly beautiful... So subtle. De- ...delicate broth, but yeah. had so many layers to it. And-, and it came out... It became kind of stronger and stronger the deeper in the bowl you got. So, at first, when you were tasting the broth, you couldn't really taste the yuzu. And then down the bottom, it started coming out. I, I like that. Like when you get cocky and put too many pieces of chili in a fur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... And then the noodles of that one were really thin, still handmade. Like they were, they were some of the still best. still so chewy. Some of the best noodles yeah. that we ever had. That was, so yeah. I mean, Suzuran still a really, really good place to visit in Ibisu. 
Um, and one of one of the best bowls of ramen. Just that don't we, get sukumen. Yeah, don't get sukumen. <laughs> I mean, do get sukumen if you if you're interested in trying what what sukumen ramen is like with gigantic flat noodles. Because mm. um, it still is a fun experience. But yeah, that, that your bowl was significantly so much better. better. Yeah. Um, Yuzu played a big part, and B thought maybe too much of a part in another mm. bowl of ramen we had from another joint in, in Ibisu, um called Afuri A F U R I ramen Afuri, and uh, that was um, different because they use. Uh, chicken bones instead of of pork bones in the in their ramen stock and so it was a much lighter broth it was one of the few ramen bowls that i've effortlessly polished off down to nothing um but you you weren't a big fan of that one yeah no i liked it i didn't get the yuzu so i got the regular one um and that was really good just when i tasted your yuzu i kind of it was a bit overwhelming for me i think if i'd had the yuzu bowl i wouldn't have been able to finish it Mm mm-hmm um, but yeah, I liked it. It just wasn't a standout for me. But the best bowl of ramen we had, and I'm, I'm skipping over one that we can talk about afterwards, but I want to talk mm-hmm. about the best one. The best yeah. one was one that uh, I had been recommended by so many people because R- Lucky Peach wrote about it recently, and that is uh, a ramen joint called Fungi, which is uh, was kind of like north of where we were. Um, oh wow! I just looked on my uh, looked at, looked on Instagram and. My post is the top post for Fungi on uh, Instagram. Uh, pretty cool. <laughs> um, but Fungi was a was a sukumen ramen. Had unbelievably chewy noodles. Um, the and best noodles. The, we argued over what you call the sukumen soup broth. Oh yeah. Sauce, but <laughs> no, I kind of think it might be broth now. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I've thought about it. Uh, thanks so much for the update. <laughs> um, but the sukumen broth was just wonderfully dense and and rich. Um, it's quite yeah, it's simple, to, like just to look at in the pictures that I put up, because um, it just looks like this, like you know, brown, simmery stuff. There's there was a, there's a powder on top of it, two pieces of nori, and a little bit of bamboo, and a whole egg um, that was absolutely yes, delicious. Which is always my favorite part. Yeah, well, I mean, for, noodles. for me, yeah, the noodles are the, are the are the high point, and they were they were fantastic at, at Fungi, and that broth was fantastic, and uh, I had the joy of eating that ramen. With Archie on my lap, um, Archie loves ramen <laughs> because job. he loves noodles, and uh, he would just kind of like grab handfuls of noodles and shove them down his face, and just yep. this one in particular. I mean, I guess because all the all the soups that we ate were a bit light on the lighter side, this one was very very brown, sticky soup, oh, and it gosh. went all over my arm and all down his neck, and he just stank. <laughs> he stank so bad. <laughs> That's a scrub him. It was <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool taking him to all these. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, when you think, when you really break down what ramen is, it isn't a very confronting dish at all, but it's not something that you associate with, you know, a, a kid-friendly dish, but he he loved it. Yeah. he's like, He was just so stoked whenever you put like a pile of noodles and some meat and bamboo. Uh, meat and uh, and carbs definitely played a big part of, uh, of, yes. of our diet. In fact, it was kind of alarming towards the end of a trip that there were just we just hadn't eaten any vegetables yeah and it was difficult to <laughs> um two other bowls of ramen we had one was a place called it just said ginza noodles we, we walked past this one in ginza when we um uh realized the hard way that nothing opens until 11 a.m at 9 a.m one morning um and uh we, we decided to come back because it looked really cute and these place this place specialized in clam ramen um so I think if you, if you just Google Ginza noodles clam ramen, you'll find that one. I put that one up on my Instagram too. It was a very very beautiful stock, very um, filled with with little clams and very fishy kind of taste. And uh, there was also chicken in there as well, which was pretty good. Mm. Um, on our last day, we went to a place called Tetsu, which is an old classic um, Japanese ramen joint that used to have just one location, and now it's a chain. And uh, they they were notable because they used to give you like a hot rock that you would put in your sukumen broth to warm it back up halfway through your meal. We didn't do that, but we did enjoy a pretty good bowl of noodles on our last day. Yeah. It was very fishy and vinegary broth. It was really cool. Yeah. Surprisingly, also like great for a chain. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, chains can be good. Hey. Cool. <laughs> now, would you rather talk about burgers or deep fried meat next? Uh, deep fried meat. Deep fried meat. Okay, so deep fried meat, we got three to choose from because we weren't allowed into the really classy joint. Um, another place that we returned to from our joint, our visit in 2009 is called Budagumi. And they are really cool because you kind of 
the menu, you get presented with 30 different options of pork that you can choose to have a katsu of. Mm-hmm. So katsu is a, a deep fried pork steak and uh, you can get different levels of fattiness, of flavor. Um, we managed to get a piece of golden boar katsu, mm. which was, it's really beautifully fried. I know on the episode last week, Kirby complained that they were quite greasy, but I didn't find that at all. No, fatty, definitely, but but that's why an, you, yeah, yeah you exactly know in an awesome. I remember well, when we, we ordered the extra. F- you can order the different cuts, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you're eating deep fried meat, you may as well just go all out and yeah. get the one that's as fatty as possible. Yeah, um, I remember when we went there last time, the guy was like, "Oh, y- you can get this one; it's ninety percent fat." And we got that one. Yeah, and it was really insane. But they didn't have the the percentages this time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had it by taste. I love rich taste. I love maths when I eat. Um, <laughs> And uh, that was a really great, like, set meal as well. You obviously get, like, a lovely big um, pile of uh, shredded cabbage with the some sauce, sauce to put on top. The sauce cabbage was so good. So good. And um, it was, yeah, I, I would say, like, because we also went to Maizen Katsu, which is similar. Um, there's a few different katsu options, set meals. You get your rice, you get your cabbage, you get a miso soup. And that was, like, really family-friendly and nice. But, um, yeah. but Budagumi was by far the best of the, the two katsu places that we went to. Um, the sandwich from um, Maison was really good. Oh, yeah. And, of course, yeah, Maison, if you ever get to Maison, it's very popular in the middle of the day. So, if you don't want to line up, you can just get one of their takeaway katsu sandwiches. Um, you just get it in this cute little box. And uh, it's a very different katsu experience because the idea of those sandwiches is for it to be as soft as possible. So, there's no crunch that yeah. you would get from when you get when you sit in the restaurant and get a proper nice big pork katsu. But it's still really good. Um, Budagumi also one of the best um, places to take Archie to. Yes, they immediately. I mean, everyone, everyone, all the restaurants that we did go to that we were allowed into were extremely co- accommodating. They all had kid-friendly tableware, um, cute little Thomas the Tank Engine bowls and Mickey Mouse spoons and forks. Yeah, but Budagumi brought out immediately because I mean, when when little kids go to restaurants, they want to eat straight away, and Budagumi they know that they got years in the game. They knew exactly oh, what yeah. Archie needed, so they brought out a little bowl of rice and a little bowl of miso soup with some little clams, which Archie loves. Um, yeah. So that was that was really really kind of special beginning. Also, when you go there, make sure you order the pickles because the yes. the pickles that they serve there are fantastic. And generally, whenever you see pickles on a Japanese menu, you should order it. Um, on the katsu front, a different kind of katsu, gyu katsu, G-Y-U, is beef, deep fried, very marbled, fatty beef. And um, we went past this, on our way from Shibuya, Shibuya Station to our house, we would walk past this place down an alley that always had a line of, you know, anywhere between 20 to 30 people, 20 to 40. I mean, it was, you could tell that, that, that people had been waiting for up to two hours a day and yeah. um, there was no English there so I kind of just kind of searched on Google Maps and located the place and then tried to Google the kanji and I eventually found that this like you know one the one English person that had written about it was just like the people wait for up to three hours for meals here and, and it's because they, they they do a really really affordable and decent um, kyukatsu which is you know not as easy to find as pork katsu and uh, so we I figured out the the least busy day and the least busy time and that happened to be exactly when Archie woke up one day on a on a Tuesday afternoon so we went and had a Tuesday afternoon fried steak and um I talk about that with uh with Patrick it's very similar to like a um uh well it's, it's almost similar to like a chicken fried steak um that you would get from uh this in the south of the states but except the beef is extremely good quality really marbled and delicious um if you, you can order different sizes. So the big one is very, very rare. And I got the medium, which was pretty, still pretty goddamn rare. And you got a smaller, which was um, not as rare. Yeah, but I which... really loved that because I felt like it rendered the fat a little bit oh. and, and made it a lot juicier. But uh, what did you think? I preferred yours. So I thought you were doing me a massive favor when you were trading out some of your pieces for mine. No, I was, I was <laughs> like, I can't remember this. <laughs> um, and... Uh, you get you, it comes with sauces. You get like a wasabi sauce and a soy and sorry a horseradish sauce, and then just a really simple soy and wasabi um, combo. And that I didn't think would be my favorite. It was really nice dipping yeah. pieces of deep fried steak into soy and wasabi. Um, I'm apo- I'm going to apologize in advance if I repeat this stuff when I talk to Patrick later in the episode. I was drunk. <laughs> Let's talk about burgers though, because. Uh, 
I had a very, very good burger. So good. And this is one of the places that Kirby recommended as well. We went there twice. It's called The Great Burger. It's in Shibuya. It's um, just a really, really great American-style diner. It's a great burger. It is a great burger. And uh, you can... Uh, you can just get it pretty simple. I, I got a, I got it with bacon one day and then I got a double the, the next day. And it was just all the elements that they, they toast the bun on the same grill. They cook the burgers on both sides. So the bun is extremely cooked all the way through, warm, soft, buttery. The meat's exceptional quality. It's got a great juicy, fatty content. The cheese they use is like unbel- like perfect, like cooked to perfection. Not one bit of it is, is uncooked. So it's just like beautifully melted all over the beef. Yeah. And... One thing that was a recurring motif through all the burgers we had was that the freshness of the vegetables. Yeah. Really, really crisp, fresh um, lettuce and onions and tomato, which for me, that's really important. Um, and I didn't like... I. Well, you never really notice the vegetables on the burger, you know? You well, yeah. Of- I mean, or, or you just don't get them on a burger. Like True, for, yeah. Uh, Sydney's now currently trying their hardest to perfect a, just a really, really standard American cheeseburger, which just comes with cheese, ketchup, mustard pickles and you know caramelized or sweetened onions or raw onions but i think adding that little bit of fresh vegetable content and these are exceptionally good quality vegetables mm. you know it seems so weird to harp on about how fucking great the lettuce and tomato was on a burger <laughs> yeah. but it was really really noticeably excellent and, and yeah. improved the burger overall also the fries at great burger were yes knockout good. oh my gosh um we also went to black cows which is like black cow but b-l-a-c-a-c-o-w um, which is near Asinabisu. Um, that got that's one of the most raved about burger places in Tokyo. Mm. I didn't love it. Yeah, I would even say I didn't really like it. I liked it. It was very it just, yeah. You yeah. go on. No veggies. No veggies. I mean, you could order. I think you could order one. Maybe we fucked up. I mean, I ordered. I'm pretty sure I just ordered a cheeseburger. That's true. So I mean, it was very very soft. I didn't order it was very crazy. Very rich in you know. It's very one of those ones that really emphasizes emphasizes the umami taste of a burger. Um, I got one with mozzarella on it, so maybe I fucked up there. But I, that was like kind of the funnest element of it. But it was a very like it was opposite of like the crisp, fresh, great burger. This is a very, very soft and you know very rich, but and quite sweet. But I, I felt really good after the great burger. Maybe that's why they call it the great burger because you mm-hmm. feel great after eating one. And if you after you eat a cow's burger, you feel like a black cow. <laughs> um, we also ate at Freshness Burger, which is a um, pretty common chain. Um, Kirby warned us that it was, you know, it was it wasn't too great, but it was. You could, they were small, so you could eat a lot of them. We only ate one, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. The meat was shit, but again, the lettuce and tomato really fresh, really good, and a good bun too. Burgers in Tokyo. My mum was like, "Why did you eat so many burgers in Tokyo?" And I said, "Because I'm fat." <laughs> uh, we also, I'm going to highlight a few of the cute little great foods points that we uh, took Archie to. Um, Best of which was a bakery that specializes in cream puffs in the shape of Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro, the Studio Ghibli movie. The sweetest place. It was so, I mean, it was, it was, it could have been a location that they all go to in, in a Ghibli movie for sure. Like it was just like, it was in the middle of the suburbs. I'm going to look up where, where it was. It's kind of just at the end of this street of houses. I was yeah, one of those situations where you're just like, no, Google Maps has it wrong. Where, yeah, where yeah. are we? This, there's no way. And then suddenly there's this little cafe it's and bakery. unbelievably leafy. It looks like this cute. Tiny it's, little it's, sign. It's, and it's like a reverted house. It, it, yeah. used to be someone, it used to be a house. And now there's a, so there's a bakery down the bottom and then like a, like a kind of sit-in cafe that does pasta and baked goods up, up the top. Um, it is, uh, it's called um, Shirohige, Shirohige's. I don't know. So I'm definitely fucking that up. But Shirohige's <laughs> Cream Puff Factory. And um, it's so, so cute. I mean, if you know what so, yeah. the, to- the Totoro character has the gorgeous little cat creature with big pointy ears and he's a big plump guy. And we got one that was filled with chestnut cream, which was so unbelievable. Um, and it was just so great to give Archie a character a whole and, thing and just go there you go with a spoon and he like you know went in there was cr- like you know really cream sweet cream all over inside his face. Of it. yeah <laughs> highly recommended and also the um the the bakery upstairs the the, the baked goods that they did were, were yeah, amazing yeah. um kirby told us that the that the all the baked stuff all the patisserie stuff was incredible um and he and was, was right yeah yeah i mean that place the the, the highlight was a um uh I guess like a, a curry puff, but it was like a ball, yeah. a deep fried 
bread ball filled with beef curry. Yeah. We ate two. It was so dope. So good. Um, so definitely go get some Totoro puffs. Um, we ate at a few patisseries, Aoki um, in yeah. Shibuya. Um, we got Matra Claire's. Matra Claire. I mean, if you're a fan of green tea, the matcha stuff is pretty irresistible. Um, and then we also went to a very, very funny chain. There's one in New York, one in Paris, and one in Tokyo called Dominic Ansel. And very, very high-end, very kawaii um, desserts. Yeah. We got like a, a hot chocolate. Or like, it was like a cookie shot. It was like a cookie shot glass. A cookie, sh- like a shot glass shaped cookie mm-hmm. that you then fill with, what was that stuff? Like a cream. Milk. No, yeah. it was like a cream. Was it? Okay, yeah. Right. And then um, you, you drink it and then eat the shot glass. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was expensive as hell though. Yeah. Um, they, uh, we, they we got a really good. Uh, I don't know if you like. Did you like the melon bread? That really, really sweet, sugary. Oh yeah. Melon bread you can yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I, I prefer, actually preferred. We got a melon bread that was in the shape of Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Oh. Head <laughs> at Disneyland. That was awesome. Any uh, Disneyland dishes that were real standouts? Um, I liked my Mickey shaped ice cream sandwich. Oh, yep. they're, they're always yep. good. Um, and. Uh, we got a Mickey burger. Yep. A Mickey shaped chicken sandwich that was like like uh, teriyaki chicken. Yeah. That was not that great. But at the same place, we also got a, a Mickey shaped pizza that was also pretty average. Um, yeah. But we got like a Donald Duck. Like his foot was like a steamed bun with a deep fried prawn patty in there. Yeah, lettuce. yeah. That was unreal. That was yeah. super good. That was great. Um, what else? We got a turkey leg. That was rubbish. So, but I've like used to rave and, and, and about turkey legs to the point where when we had the dip, we actually put turkey legs in the menu whenever we did like a festival menu. Mm. And um, I was like, oh, I've got to try and get it as good as the Disneyland one. This one we had, the last time we had it at Tokyo Disneyland 2009, I thought it was one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. This was kind of fucking disgusting. This yeah. Time. So, I wonder if the turkey legs changed or if we've changed. <laughs> yeah. It's always the question. Yeah. I guess it is one like you know maybe if it was the first time me eating that I would have thought it was really cool still yeah. but the, the the skin I remember having like a little bit of a crunch to it yes last yeah, time, yeah 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 definitely time it was just and like then it's like soft flaccid hammy yeah so maybe it had just been sitting there for a while or something but they were so busy I don't know yeah mm. yeah not Weird. too great no but still uh, still worth eating still I mean like uh, Mitch who hosts the podcast with me. Um, Went to Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland when he was in Japan earlier in the year and didn't go on any rides. He just ate food. <laughs> and it is still it is just a wonderful place to be. Um, our son, Archie, loves uh, the alien from Toy Story. And so we got him countless bits of merchandise um, featuring Alien him. dumplings. And they got these beautiful, <laughs> sweet dumplings um, with they were in the shape of the alien and they were like filled with different custards. They were, yeah, they, and were, they were green. Really, really, yeah, they were dope. They were so nice. And they came in a little alien uh, container. Yep. So, I mean, it is funny giving your, your son his most beloved character and telling him to eat its face. Yeah. <laughs> but he did happily, so I guess yeah. it's not too traumatizing. <laughs> um, also, highly recommend it when you're in Disney. As soon as you get there, buy the coolest character. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can find in the shape of a popcorn receptacle, yes, and uh, and just carry around a big vat of popcorn. We got curry flavor. It was awesome. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Also, when we were in uh, 
uh, Shibuya, there's an amazing um, old curry place called Marugi. Oh, M U R U G I, Marugi Curry. And they give you curry. They've been doing it for like 50 years. You get like a big pile of rice, which is meant to represent Mount Fuji, and then curry down the bottom, which is about all about like the area below the mountain, and then like boiled eggs and, and ketchup. Yeah. Very strange. Very, yeah. very good curry. Really, really good. Curry, I've always, like Japanese curry kind of gets like an odd rap because it isn't really, doesn't have the the complexity that you associate with curry from India or Pakistan or, you know, that area. But it's its, its own thing and it can be really, really good. Mm. Also, even the kind of shit one is still pretty good. Your thoughts? I don't know if I had a kind of shit one. I had one at the airport. You had one at the airport. Shout yeah, out and that was the, really good. The, Japan, the Japanese <laughs> Airlines Lounge. That was yeah. Good. Pretty good food there. Yeah, and also I would love to give a shout out to just being able to get draft beer everywhere. Yeah, that was great. In a frozen glass, no matter how People cold it was. You got one at a convenience store once, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> a convenience store that did draft beer. That's insane. Oh. And then the beer machine at the at the lounge. Oh man, if you ever wanted a robot to make you a beer that was better poured than like eighty percent of the beers you've had in your life, there definitely get a premium economy uh, flight back from Tokyo back to Sydney. Not that baller, not really a brag. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, you go in the lounge and you just put your glass in this machine and hit this button and it pours you, a, it like kind of tilts the glass properly, <coughs> pours you an amazing beer, then tilts it back so you get like a few centimeters of unbelievable frothy head as well. Yeah. So good. Shout so, out to Robot Beer. Yeah. Shout out to Robot Park too. Went to lots of good yeah, parks last yeah, year yeah. as well. I don't know many, if, many I, slides. I don't know if this people, the podcast listeners are, are excited about me run, rattling off uh, parks. But well, Robot Park in Rapongi, it's like a degustation of slides. <laughs> yeah. There's about 11, nice 11 different colored, uh, thanks so much, 11 <laughs> differently colored slides um, in but a row. Different, different shapes and sizes. One of them is get bigger and bigger and bigger one of them as you go like, Some of them are covered like tunnels, other than go round and round. And uh, we took Archie there and yeah, that was probably the highlight of his entire trip. True. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's let's end on the highlight of our son's trip, and sure. um, thank you so much for for coming in to the podcast. I know it's a long way for you to travel. It is my ki- living room. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you uh, if you like this episode, if you want to hear more Bianca, hit that motherfucking <laughs> review button on the oh. iTunes uh, Mitchin page. You can uh, find us facebook.com slash the Mitchin podcast. The Mitch actually just you know what? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I always fuck this bit up. Uh, listen to this conversation with Patrick, and uh, when we come back, I'll tell you exactly where you can find the Mitchin online. I'm pretty sure it's facebook.com slash the Mitchin, but I always fuck it up because our email address is the Mitchin podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Or it's not. I don't know. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> you should have. Did you want this podcast? It's yours. If you want. <laughs> Maybe write it down. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> anyway, uh, without further ado, this is a drunken conversation in a, uh, in a cute little bar called Olive. That can fit I about like five people inside it at most. Um, it's in Ibisu, down the end of the Meiji Dori. Um, Beers in frozen glasses. Yeah, and uh, they, cook, they cook hot dogs there and beef stew with rice. Highly recommend that you, if you need someone to go record a noisy podcast, definitely head there. There is a bit of background noise. There's a lot of it. It kind of adds to it. There's like weird, bad reggae mixes playing in the background. And we get interrupted by about five different people over the next half hour. Um, and... Uh, yeah, if you want to find Patrick Friesen, you can just uh, type his name into Instagram and uh, you can follow his adventures there. He, he, he's got some amazing um, posts from, from his Tokyo trip that he just did as well. Um, so thanks so much for Patrick to come in, for coming and have a drink with me and uh, recording an awkward conversation in a bar. And thanks again to Bianca. You've listened to The Mitchin. You're welcome. Hey, what's up and welcome to The Mitchin, coming to you live from Ibisu, Tokyo, currently at a bar called Olive. Uh, in Ibisu and um, we've, we've, we're doing a little bit of a pub crawl a few of the, uh, yep. the dingiest smallest bars in the area um, <laughs> that offer cold cold beer and not much else actually you know what we, we, a we, really fresh tossed salad yeah, to be we, honest we, 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 we sat down in this, in this pub and, and a girl next to us bought us a salad <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know. Why did she, she have to leave so suddenly? I think, I think she bought a salad for herself, and then and then uh, her boyfriend came. rocked up, and she decided to give the salad to us. So thank you, random lady. Yeah, cheers for the salad. Um, the salad is uh, to call it a salad is a stretch. It's lettuce and tomato. That's it, right? <laughs> but at this point, after being in Japan for a week, it, it's like it's it's it, it's look. That's no, like, a luxury item. It is. You can't find lettuce here anyway. Anyway, like vegetables in general are pretty hard to come by. Yeah. Um, so, Except yeah. for leeks 
Leaks, yeah, leaks and everything. <laughs> um, my name is Andrew Levins. This is my podcast called The Mitchin. It's all about food in Sydney and the people who cook it. And I happen to find one of those people in my travels in Japan. His name is Patrick Friesen. Friesen? Friesen? Friesen, yeah, Friesen. Friesen. Like, it's really cold. It's Friesen. Because I'm from Canada. And uh, Pat is, uh, is well known throughout uh, the many Maryvale venues, including yeah, uh, Puppy so. Chulo, Ms. G's. Um, and my personal favorite, the uh, short-lived work in progress at Patrick Friesen. <laughs> yeah, um, sick name, eh? Yeah, yeah. But that was like your kind of uh, little pop-up at the beginning of the year or earlier in the year where you kind of just cooked uh, Hong Kong-style food. Yeah, it was just... It all came about because um, it was really random. I just wanted to do like a one-off thing because probably Chilo gets pretty quiet in winter. So I thought... I need a project. I need things to keep me interested or else it's life's boring. <laughs> so I just asked Frank Roberts, who's the food and beverage director at Maryvale, and said, oh, do you mind if I use work in progress on a Saturday and just do this pop-up? And he was like, well, the head chef quit yesterday, so why don't you just do it next week? So then it was a bit of a ball because I didn't know what I was doing, but pulled something together. Worked out, I think. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, bring, bring it back, please. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maryville haven't got anything big opening in the next few weeks, right? They could open something else. Jump of a hat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just more things. I think that space eventually is going to be like a European wine bar. Right. Yeah. So you'll have nothing to do with that then? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I think it's Strody all over it. <laughs> um, so we're both in Tokyo. Um, yeah. Both of us found each other by surprise. Oh, some action going on in, in Olive Bar right now. Yeah, we're at capacity. There's three people. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a band. That, how good is drinking in Tokyo in just a bar that just literally is a, is, is a, was, a, was a closet yesterday and now it's a bar? Yeah. I think I know people with bigger walk-in closets than this. Definitely. Dan Hong, for one. <laughs> that's just for his shoes. Yeah, so the real reason I'm talking to Pat is that um, I tried desperately to get Dan Hong on the mission and... Uh, I actually had to travel all the way to Tokyo just to talk to his compadre. Yeah, just to talk about Dan Hong. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, we're both here... You love taking the piss out of Dan Hong. Yeah, that's why the mission exists. Um, so we're both here on holiday in Tokyo. We've been eating. We've been lining up to eat. Yeah. We've been eating love a while we line up to eat. Um, yep. I want to talk about some of the highlights of what we've eaten over the last few, few days. A few funny observations would be great. Uh, this morning... I had, I had sushi for breakfast at about 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but it also was accompanied by beer because, well, that's Yol- a good combo. What's Japanese for YOLO? <laughs> Rolo. No, I'm going del- to edit that out, man. <laughs> YORO. <laughs> um, yeah, breakfast is a funny one in Japan because uh, nothing opens until 11 a.m. Like I would say like, like 90% of restaurants and stores and everything yeah there's like 24-hour udon shops or 7-eleven yeah and 7-eleven is pretty tight yeah it's pretty good there's a lot of good snacks there's so many good snacks and uh, there are also the joints that just have like just like a massive hot food section so you walk in there and it smells re- very funky in there yeah what's with the boiled food section yeah i don't know you you, you weren't game to, to try that no weird, i haven't tried it weird sticky ball on a stick Submerged in tepid water. Yeah, <laughs> I make it sound pretty good, right? <laughs> Actually, no, I love that. That was excellent. But the daikon, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everything just smells like daikon that's been sitting on hot water overnight. Yeah, which also smells like fart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me about some good things that you've eaten, though, man. What have been some highlights? I hear you you lined up for Shake Shack today for for two hours. Well, they said it was two hours. It was only really an hour. I think I lined up just as long to go to the toilet once I was inside Shake Shack. <laughs> uh, but no, Shake Shack was good. It's wild. Like, I would say one of the things I've eaten the most of. What's going on, man? We're recording a podcast. You want to be on it? Do you want, do you want to be interviewed? Do you want to, you want to join in? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about, uh, about the Sydney food scene? Sydney? I've never been to Sydney, though. Yeah? No. no you, just tell, you can just make it up. What do you think about the Sydney food scene? What needs to change? I've been to Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. I've How was the Gold food Coast. in Gold Coast? Uh, what's your name, first of all? What's your name? My name's Haku. Hey, Haku. What's going on? They had good uh, Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so no, that wasn't very funny. Good steak, good meat, right? Aussie beef, right? Yeah, yeah. Good beef. 
What else? I, I don't the, know. The beef is better in Japan, though. I like I like Aussie better. Okay. It's too much fat, you know, Japanese beef. It's yep. good. It tastes good, but I don't like it. It's good. I like it. I like it. You guys from Australia? We're from Sydney, yeah. Okay. Welcome. Thanks, Haku. Uh, we gave him a cig- uh, We gave him the microphone and he lit a cigarette. <laughs> Japan. Um, so, yeah, I was saying that, uh, you know, like for, for, for a joint that, uh, you know, we're coming, obviously coming to Japan and want to eat a lot of Japanese food, but I've eaten a hell of a lot of burgers. What, what drew you to Shake Shack? Just, Shake Shack just, just opened here, right? Yeah, just because it opened on Friday. And Candice has never been to Shake Shack. And so we figured we'd just give it a crack. Uh, it was good. Probably not as good as the one in, in New York, obviously. This, but this is the first one in Japan. Yeah, first one. And it's, it feels very American when you go there because the park surrounding it is actually a giant baseball park. So there's just dudes in, in baseball gear, but everyone's Japanese. It actually looks pretty cool, though. Have you, um, have you eaten any other good burgers besides Shake Shack? No, not really. We've been to Moss Burger. Have we had any other burgers? No. Nah. Shout out to Candice. Candice is here with you. What up, Candice? Candice, what do you think about the uh, Gold Coast food scene? Fish <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I ate a really good burger at a place called The Great Burger. Great Burger, where's that? Uh, it's in Shibuya. And... Um, Probably I ate that twice. It's one of the few places that I've eaten that twice in what's in my ten days in Tokyo. And uh, they just do a really, really goddamn good burger. And they grill really? the fuck out of that bun, and the the, the meat's really good and, and juicy, and uh, pickles are dope. And yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, we actually went to a Taco Bell in Shibuya. <laughs> I didn't even know there was one. I keep seeing Denny's. <laughs> oh, it's, Denny's is horrible. Denny's in Tokyo. Yeah. I went to I went to Denny's. Denny's is like a shitty American diner. Um, like a chain but They're everywhere And it's open pretty late it, When I went to um, Disney World in Florida With my family When I was 12 We hmm. stayed at a hotel That was next to a Denny's And I ate Denny's Every night for a week <laughs> That's so I gross I love those chicken tenders, ta- boy I one time spewed In a Denny's Yeah but like Were you 12? Nah How old? Probably 19 mm-hmm. And it was the morning after And I just That's a peak spew age Just, just tried to really Cure myself with pancakes but it went all over the bathroom everywhere <laughs> nowhere near the toilet but the walls mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yes yeah, so a great burger was dope now you you revealed a, you dropped a bomb on me earlier um because uh yes i've eaten a lot of burgers but i've also eaten a lot of ramen and uh you said that you are not a big ramen fan no i'm not a big ramen fan i'm i'm more into like I don't know, Vietnamese soups, mm-hmm. I love a good pho, or bumbuay, but I'm not really that into ramen, and I also really love wonton mean. So I went to a, uh, a pretty high-end ramen restaurant tonight called Suzurin, Yeah. and they do a wonton ramen, which, yeah. is, which is amazing. We should probably try it. I mean, it's too late now, they only open from 6 o'clock and you leave tomorrow, right? Oh, 6 in the evening? Yep. Ball like... <laughs> <laughs> What are the, what's it like though? Are the noodles thick? So this guy, this is one of the few places where he actually makes all the noodles by hand. Yeah. So the noodles are almost comparable to pasta. Um, ah. So we had the sukkum ramen the other night, and you have these big, thick, really chewy. Yeah, really chewy, but like, like you know, like an inch and a half thick noodles. Um, like flat. Papadelli or something. Yeah, shit. straight up. And um, and that was the sukkum noodles, and then. I had a, a miso uh, that'll ramen. That'll be on special at Acme next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, shout out to Mitchell. I don't know if you've heard of him. He, he does good things with pasta. Um, but yeah, I had a, a miso ramen tonight. I mean, we, went, we went back to Suzuran tonight and I had a miso ramen and I had like a, uh, I guess the, the noodles were close to like fettuccine. Oh, yeah. And then my wife, Bianca, had, um, she had like a, a shio ramen. And that had really, really thin noodles, but they're all handmade. It was like the, some of the best noodles ever. You pay a lot more for it, 
but it was so so good and like just watching like the big open kitchen and watching the chefs put every bowl of ramen together and all the different like you know your stock isn't just coming from this big stock pot you get a ladle from one pot and then a spoon from another pot and then yeah. you know two spoons from this other pot and then he drops a little bit of yuzu skin in it and like some yeah the some yuzu skin's a nice touch you, had, you went to a furry right yeah Furi Ramen in uh, Ibisu as well, same as Suzurin. Yeah. Um, they they do a, a yuzu ramen as well. Yeah, we had yuzu ramen and the yuzu sukumin as well. Oh right, cool. Yeah, I, I just had the, the regular regular ramen there with the uh, and they they use mm. uh, chicken fat more uh, instead of uh, pork fat. Yeah, I think that's why I liked it a bit more than I generally like ramen. The the really porkiness. I don't know. I'd rather eat fried chicken. Right. To be honest, sure. <laughs> uh, have you had much karyagi since you've been here? Uh, a bit, a bit. Just random spots. Um, just, just like one piece here, one piece there. Nowhere really special, but on the deep fried tip, you and I both tried something this week that we'd not tried before. Oh yeah, deep fried and steak. That's right. Called uh, gyu gyu katsu. Yeah, gyu katsu. And uh, we both, we both. Stumbled upon this place completely independently, and were drawn to it because of the massive queues that surround it at all times. Yeah, even we were there, and I think we were like one of the last orders, and there were still twenty people behind us. Yeah, it's insane. Like at all times, there's always like a two-hour wait, except for the time I managed to go there at about five, like ten to five today. Oh, really? And there was only a half-hour wait. Um, and um, but there's only about like seven seats inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's this, like, beautifully cooked. Deep, be- like, all it is, it's, like, two chefs. And one, one dude, all he does is just deep fry steaks. <laughs> yeah, deep fries and cuts them. Um, and, uh, and how I, good is it that it's ready as soon as you sit down? Well, I mean, when you wait in line that long, I think that's, that, that's a reward that you should always get when you wait that long yeah. for a restaurant. Someone should come take your order, and you have that assurance that when you sit down, your meal is ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. But freshly made. Yeah, absolutely. Like, man, yeah. so, so, so good. I, I, have you? I mean, you're, you, you've. Uh, I know you're from Canada, and you've. It's you, like kind of like chicken fried steak. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah like a country. Like my fried old steak. man loves chicken fried steak, but it's and chicken fried steak is you basically just use the same batter that you would fry chicken with, but you fry a big old steak with it, right? Yeah, but like, it's not often steak. It's just a <laughs> beef pounded really thin, and you cook the fuck out of it too. Yeah. Like it's a, like so tonight we were eating like perfectly crispy around the edges, but the inside of the steak. I reckon they cook it half frozen or something because. It was yeah, it's so still, rare in the middle. Still rare. My wife had um, the slightly more cooked, like a smaller one that was slightly more cooked, yeah. and I actually liked it more because the fat rendered a bit oh, more. Oh, really? The marble fat. What size did you get? I got the medium. They were out. They were sold out of the big size. I read that the same thing happened to you too. Yeah, yeah. I think we we had a medium and a small, but the small, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was more like a chicken fried steak. Mm. But real juicy from but, all that fat. But chicken fried steak is just like what makes it so good is all the gravy. Right. This one got served with uh, you had like a horseradish sauce. You had a soy sauce with wasabi. Yeah. And then we actually really I thought I would love the horseradish more, and I, I really which I, I love horseradish. So what am I even the like? The, is good. Even like the lousiest Serbo restaurants I've been to here, I just love when you get like a big fresh chunk of um, of horseradish to grate over it. Yeah, that's, that's a fun nice. vibe, but uh, I really—I don't know—just the simplicity of the soy sauce or wasabi and on a, on a crunchy bit of steak. I was no, into that. Nice. I was really into that. Yeah, simple simple things with steaks always the way forward. I reckon. Um, I also thought it was crazy. You got like a bowl of rice with it, then with something called tororo. Oh, did you get that? Yeah, yeah. Did you eat that? It was like, this, like like this like weird white yam snot. Oh my god, that's what it is. It's yam, yam. Of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yam, mate. Yeah, this is weirded out by it. But I was smashing it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was really nice. My son loved it. Oh, really? It like, tastes like baby food. Oh, the same texture. Yeah, yeah, that weird, like... Mm, 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 mm. But it kind of looked like snot. Well, yeah, but like oh, like melted cheese almost. Like when you grate like a bunch of cheese, like a roux. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that's my analogy. <laughs> but what's, what's in it? It's just yam, but it tastes like smoky and fishy. Yeah, no, there's some, some weird weird flavors. Yeah, worth the wait. I th- I thought. What's it called? It's called Gyukatsu Motomoro. I think the name was. I don't know. I didn't even it. see the name. Well, there's no the, the, the name in English isn't written anywhere, but I looked it up. Oh, do you? Yeah. Hey, do you feel do you feel like a real G when you um, tag a location um, <laughs> on Instagram, but you use the kanji, not the English? 
Sometimes I do it, but I'm sh- I'm sure that it's like <laughs> not the right thing at all. I felt uh, someone someone who I went to school with his mom wrote, "I'm surprised that you remember your kanji from primary school, Andrew." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a G." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, by chance, did you study Japanese? Yeah, at my, at my um, primary school and my high school. Oh, um, really? Yeah, but I mean, like, what only Australians on- study Japanese. I, you, at, at high school, you had a choice of doing German or Japanese. A weird, a weird combo. Why would someone in Sydney need to know German? Who knows? But I, I, I actually wish I stuck and did Japanese for um, year 11 and 12. But when, you, when you're in like year 10, they're like, oh, don't do Japanese anymore because it gets really hard in year 12. Oh, but really? like, I mean, that's a useful skill. Yeah. Not like fucking, what did I do? Modern history. History's <laughs> done, man. There's no more to learn on that. It's happened. No, I liked history. It was interesting. I bummed out, bro. I did two-unit religion, though. I could have I skipped that, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't mind it. Man, At least it's real, you know? Yeah, let's start talking about high school and start talking about <laughs> some meals that you ate that you liked. Cause uh, you've, been, oh. you've, you've, been, you've been holding out on me. The sushi. That was my number one. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm so, not that into ramen, but sushi. Yeah, so I haven't, like, last time we came to Japan, I, my wife and I came about seven years ago. And uh, I ate tons of sushi, and this time we've only had it one day at the fish market. That's it. Which place do you go to? Um, I just went, uh, because we had Archie with us. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's an entirely different holiday when you have a, we have an almost two-year-old with you. I mean, I knew that going in, so it wasn't like... I don't know if you heard, last week on the Mitchum, we had Kirby Craig from Ume come in and um, recommend us a bunch of restaurants that he loves. And we tried going to maybe like, like three or four on the first few days we were here, and we didn't get let into one. Like even oh, like really? the katsu joints, where you're like, oh, it's, they're just deep frying a bit of pork. What the, like babies can do that, right? Way too fancy, or what? Yeah, they're way too fancy, man. So Kirby, if you're listening, you're too fancy for 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 everybody. Yeah, why are you so fancy? Have some kids and be fucking normal. Um, no, but you know, we went to we went to fancy ones. We went to shitty ones. We went to like a bullet train one. We just dope. ordered on a screen and it came out. Mm-hmm. I love ordering on screens. Yeah, no, it's good. And it comes out instantly, like... Or when you order on a screen, no one judges your terrible pronunciation. <laughs> or, or what you chose. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you order? <laughs> I don't know, just... As a chef, I sometimes, like, if I'm at the grocery store, especially in Manly, and other people see me, like, I don't want them to see me walking out with my old El Paso fucking <laughs> standing stuffed kit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Friesen was such a standing stuffer. <laughs> Actually, I'm more of a burrito man, but... Oh, yeah? <laughs> but uh, no, so... Tell me about some sushi joints that you liked. We went to a two Michelin star one, which is Jiro's son's place. Sushi, Tsukuyabashi, Jiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really good. Uh, but it's over in like 30 minutes, not even. Yeah, I was in and out of that uh, Gyukatsu joint in 12 minutes. <laughs> I was saying that with a kid. We just smashed it and got out. But like... It's but 30 minutes for how, how much did you pay for that sushi oh for, for two of us for two of us it was six no yeah 600 no 600 for both of us no no I worked <laughs> oh. I might cry you might cry wait so so you reckon that that cost you $1200 no no it wasn't it was I remember no you're on crack $40,000 <laughs> oh no! It was, it was fifty-nine, fifty-nine. No, no, six hundred for both of us. But this morning at at the Tsukiji, yeah, yep. like we're so hungry. Really? But, but that's whack. That's fucked. But today at Tsukiji, I ate till I wanted to throw up. Like I couldn't stop it. Everything was so good, and you're sitting next to people. Like you can't move your arms. You drink a beer at eight in the morning, and yeah. like I'd rather do that. Then, then fifteen times than. <laughs> But you have to try, you know. You got to know what the, like the top tier is. But I think I'm a bit of a cowboy, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to, man. I, I, I really like the Sakiji vibe. There, there's, you can go and eat like at the high end joints in there too. Like that. So the basic Sakiji is like the big fish market in Tokyo, and you can get there really early in the morning and watch the um, auctions of basically all the different um, restaurants trying to buy tuna. 
Yeah, we couldn't be bothered to watch that. You are actually, for, for once, because Archie, my son, wakes up at like, you know, six, seven in the morning, mm. we could have gotten up early and gone to go to see that, <laughs> except kids aren't allowed in the auction area. Oh, really? We were like, finally, like, we get something good out of him waking up at the crack of dawn, but we <laughs> don't. So thanks for nothing, Archie. Um, when you inevitably go back and listen to every podcast your father has created. <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming. Um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I love that that, you, that that like on one hand you can do it a high end restaurant at, at the at Sakiji, but also you can uh, just like eat like deep fried fish paste and udon on a stick. <laughs> that was really good. Did you try that? No. Oh, it's a good vibe. It's like a paddle pop, but made of fish. Oh, I saw one that was just a big rice cake, but also paddle pop shape. Yeah, I mean, I've been eating mad rice cakes over here, like proper, proper oh, rice really? crackers. Yeah, yeah, like the ones where like you find like old old granny and grandma. Who've been running like their business for almost a hundred years, and yeah, they just good. wake up every morning and grill a bunch of rice cakes and <laughs> sell them. So good. Mad for a rice cake. If uh, Maryvale opened a rice cracker hole in the wall, describe it. What would it be called? Oh, miso horny. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Like come on, <laughs> track rocket speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, they got a few weird names at the moment. <laughs> I was I was in this meeting. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to because it's funny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for, for Ben Greeno's chicken shop. Uh-huh. And Greeno, as you know, he's he's a, he's a happy guy. Yeah, he loves life. He loves he loves a, a joke. But uh, there's about ten other people all just shouting out names, and just Greeno's face to all these names was priceless. There's things like. Ben's Birds, Green's Chooks. So what, what What do they end up going with? What's, what's that restaurant going to be called? I think the Chicken Shop. Oh, wow. <laughs> Real good, Greeno. <laughs> I think good choice. Greeno vetoed them all. But I think Green's Birds would have been pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yes, please. I'd love it on the beer. I love this bar. I just, I mean, I, 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 I just love coming to a joint that isn't, like a massive, you know, fits a hundred people. I love. I, I know I, I, when when Sydney announced that it was it was going to have more small bars. I wish that it had just more spots that could literally fit, you know, your immediate relatives in, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not with Sydney's rent though. No, of course not. My friend Katie, who used to also work at Acme, mm-hmm. um, she's in town with her mum, and so we met up with her and just went to this random yakitori joint drank a bunch of sake and yeah just ate a bunch of chicken man I, I've uh, I've been I love yakitori one of my highlights love, the last time I came here was uh, eating I think it was like beneath Ginza station and uh, just eating at all these different yakitori spots um, sitting on milk crates eating grilled skewers of chicken and uh, this time we haven't gone back there but I've had uh, I had fish yakitori the other night Oh, just around really? the corner from here, actually. You know what? That's what we should be fucking right now. I keep dragging you to these shitholes, but there's a there's an incredible night market um, really? around the corner. Yeah, they, they, and they uh, they have it's about like eight different restaurants and bars inside this um, old old like I think it's like an old government building. Oh, it's called weird. like it's called it's called something that I would butcher if I tried to pronounce it after a few pints. So I went. So what's what's the fish? Um, yeah, it was like um, like different bits of like grilled squid and. Um, yeah. Uh, grilled, uh, uh, what's the, I always forget the name of my favorite fish. It's my favorite fish and I forget it. <laughs> Sorry, English fish. In Japanese? No, no, no. In, in English. <laughs> it's, it's really embarrassing. Mackerel. So uh, yeah, I, I like, uh, also had like a uh, big, big skewers of, uh, of grilled mackerel, grilled pickled mackerel. Oh, nice. One of the best things I had though was just like, uh, grilled dried shrimp. No, grilled, grilled dried squid. Grilled dried squid. So it was like dry, hard, stinky squid, but then grilled. So it was like a little bit charred. And you had that just with a bit of mayonnaise on the side. It was such a good beer snack. How good is everything with just with mayonnaise? Oh, man, they love mayonnaise here. They love it. But did you just taste like squid for the next like three hours? No, because uh, after that we had ramen, so we just uh, tasted like ramen instead. Man, I, I uh, went to this incredible ramen joint called Fungi, um, uh, which is a bit kind of like north of like Rapongi, and uh, 
um, it's like really amazingly dense, stinky soup. It, it, it's it's incredible, like so so good. But what styles it? Uh, it was like sukumin, yeah. sukumin ramen, but like uh, the stock. I don't know. I, I I could I should look into it. It had like a powder on top of it, so it was like a very very like dense soup, and um, like probably the best bowl of ramen we've had here. And uh, we were. Um, we, I, I let Archie we always give Archie like a big bowl of noodles with some soup and he loves noodles so he's just eating all this and he basically because it was a such slurpy sticky soup it kind of drilled all down his his, his chin and down, down around to his chest and he just stank like ramen for the whole rest of the day but I, uh, yeah, the other yakitori joint I, I went to was um, last night we, we ate at um, a sober spot and we were still hungry afterwards and as we were walking home we just walked past this like really really old kind of like simple looking um, bar that did yakitori and it was all locals and they all they spent like the first 10 minutes we were there just pointing and laughing at us which is always a great feeling <laughs> but they did um, they but that's that's the best part about being in Tokyo for me that I found it's just walking into like you walk down a random street oh that looks good alright let's have it no it's the thing yeah like, like Tokyo is one of those spots where you can put so much effort into researching and making sure that you plan out every single meal you have here and that'll be great but you'll also have as great a time if you just stumble around and look at and, and like go into what looks good to you. Yeah, there's and this, a few people in there. Let's give it a go. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and this joint did like um, it was all pork yakitori, so they did like um, yeah. skewers of pork and, and leek, and um, and then like a, a meat like a mince mince pork wrapped in uh, something green and uh, grilled over coals. It was dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with me tonight, Pat. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for the beers. Hey, no worries. I don't think I paid for them, so you shouldn't really thank me. <laughs> we, we should thank Meiji. Wasn't Meiji? KG. 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 Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for the salad. Arigatouzaimasu. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Um, another fun Mitchin episode done. Bye-bye. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 